You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I'm Scott Cullen, and welcome to Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's episode, we're going to look at hitters with low batting average on balls in play. We looked at uh, hitters who had high batting average on balls in play uh, yesterday. We'll take a look at the, the other end of the spectrum today. Uh, dig deep on the waiver wire, some injury updates, uh, and matchups in DFS value plays uh, for Wednesday. But first, uh, Nationals right fielder Juan Soto has landed on the injured list with a shoulder injury, and that's uh, pretty big news given that uh, Soto is one of the top handful of players in uh, in baseball. Now, it, it doesn't seem like it's a, a super serious injury, but uh, could keep him out until May, uh, which does mean that Andrew Stevenson uh, should get some regular playing time in the Washington outfield. Not sure you really need to be that interested in Stevenson. He's rocking a 705 OPS early in the in the season, uh, maybe in deep leagues. Uh, now, if you do need uh, some waiver wire targets uh, with Soto out, uh, consider Milwaukee's Avicel Garcia. Uh, has three home runs, 10 RBIs, uh, 11 runs scored in 15 games. Uh, and it's not as though Garcia is a star, uh, but he's adequate. Uh, Miami uh, outfielder Adam Duvall, real power hitter, has four home runs and 13 RBI. He's only hitting 222, so there's a trade-off there, uh, but uh, the the power uh, of Duvall might uh, might do you some good over the next couple of weeks uh, if you need him to fill in. Uh, San Diego's Jerickson Profar, uh, who has infield and outfield eligibility, um, has stolen three bases. Uh, he's only hitting 250 with a 682 OPS, so you know, not exactly a, a, a dynamic force offensively, but uh, as somebody who can uh, contribute a little bit and get you some some of those valued steals, uh, he could be all right. Now, maybe the, the I guess, first choice uh, might be Cleveland outfielder Jordan Luplow. Uh, he has five home runs, 11 RBIs, has 1205 OPS in, in a dozen games. Obviously a really small sample, uh, but... Uh, we're all dealing in small samples this early in the season. Uh, so Luplo uh, might be the guy to grab uh, if you want uh, a fill-in for Soto. Uh, and then also consider Miami outfielder Corey Dickerson. Now, he doesn't have any home runs, but he's had three seasons uh, with at least 24 home runs. So he's not incapable. Uh, he is hitting 296, uh, But as, as I said, it's fairly soft, 296 with no home runs. He's got 715 OPS. Uh, but any of those five are kind of passable options uh, that can maybe help you bridge the gap until Soto returns. Uh, naturally, none of them are going to be as good uh, as Juan Soto. All right, let's take a look at Tuesday's games uh, in Major League Baseball. We'll start the Atlanta Braves losing 3-1 uh, at the Yankees. Uh, both starting pitchers turned in solid performances. Charlie Morton for Atlanta went six innings. You have three hits, two walks, one earned run, struck out six. While Jamison Tyone uh, for the Yankees went five innings, gave up four hits, one walk, one earned run, struck out five. Uh, and, you know, they're... The early returns on Tyone have, have been kind of questionable, uh, and so that's a uh, at least a step in the right direction uh, with the win over Atlanta. Uh, Los Angeles Dodgers win one nothing at Seattle. Between the two teams, there was a total of three hits. Uh, so Dodgers starter Julio Urias went seven innings, gave one hit, one walk, uh, naturally no runs, struck out eleven. Uh, Great, great performance from Urias. And Marco Gonzalez for Seattle. Uh, went six innings, gave up two hits, one walk, one earned run, struck out six. Uh, Gonzalez got roughed up his first couple of starts this year, but has uh, bounced back uh, in his next two starts. Uh, Chicago White Sox won 8-5 at Cleveland. Jose Abreu 
uh, led the White Sox three for four, two home runs, had three runs scored in three RBIs. Uh, Cleveland's uh, center fielder, Jordan Luplow, was one for two with a home run. He walked three times, scored two runs. Uh, and as I mentioned uh, in the previous uh, bit there, he has a 12.05 OPS with five home runs. Hitting leadoff, uh, there's definitely some value to be had there. Uh, for the White Sox, Carlos Rodon, uh, following up his uh, no-hitter, went five innings. He got three hits, five walks, uh, which is a lot in five innings. Uh, two runs, one of them earned, and struck out eight. Uh, and while that's not a great performance, uh, it was the better of the two starting pitcher performances. Zach Plesak uh, did give up six earned runs in five innings for Cleveland. His ERA is up to 6.75. Uh, Minnesota, in game one of their doubleheader, lost 7 nothing at Oakland. Uh, A's DH Mitch Moreland, two for three with two home runs and three RBIs. Uh, Oakland starting pitcher Sean Manaya uh, went seven innings, uh, a seven-inning complete game, if you will. Uh, six hits, one walk. No run scored and struck out seven. Uh, in game two of the doubleheader, Oakland won one nothing. So Minnesota blanked on both ends. Uh, that, that's a tough day at the office. Uh, for Minnesota, starting pitcher Jose Barrios went five innings. He had four hits, one walk, one earned run, and struck out five. Uh, not a bad performance, even in the loss. Uh, for Oakland, Jesus Luzardo went five and a third innings. He had two hits, one walk, no run, struck out six. Uh, Jake Diekman did get the save uh, for Oakland with Lou Trevino coming in in the sixth inning. Uh, and so... You know, as much as Trevino had been getting a little bit of buzz as the as the closer, and he had picked up a few saves, uh, he is not the only closing option for Oakland with Trevor Rosenthal out. Uh, Baltimore one seven five at Miami. Uh, Orioles shortstop Freddie Galvis was two for three with a home run, couple RBIs, OPS up to eight twenty one this season. Uh, you know, Galvis is typically uh, available uh, on the waiver wire, not not uh, drafted in in most leagues. Uh, but if you need somebody to kind of give you a little bit of middle, middle infield pop. Uh, he's available. Uh, Baltimore first baseman Trey Mancini was two for four at a home run, couple of runs scored. His OPS is still just 715, so he's not not exactly in, in prime form yet. Uh, for Miami, shortstop Miguel Rojas reached base five times, went four for four uh, with a walk, scored two runs. He's up to an 858 OPS on the season. Uh, there's definitely some value to be had there. Uh, San Francisco won 10-7 at Philadelphia uh, behind Buster Posey, who was three for four, hit two home runs, scored three runs. Posey's OPS up to 10-13 this season. Um, looks like he's uh, still vintage Buster Posey uh, at the moment. Uh, St. Louis lost 3-2 at Washington. Uh, Adam Wainwright gave him uh, another uh, quality start here for uh, the Cardinals. Uh, seven innings, gave up five hits, one walk, one earned run, struck out 10. Uh, that's, a, that's a terrific outing for Wainwright. And Maybe more importantly here for Washington is Patrick Corbin uh, bounced back. He he has just been rocked early in the season, but against the Cardinals, went six innings, four hits, no walks, no runs, struck out five. Not overpowering, not amazing, but given his, his first couple of starts, this is a, a welcome relief uh, for Washington. Uh, Toronto lost 4-2 at Boston. Uh, now Toronto, shortstop Bo Bichette and center fielder Randall Grichuk, both were two for four with a home run. They were the only Blue Jays to uh, record hits and runs uh, in that game. Uh, for Boston, shortstop Xander Bogarts was two for four, hit a three-run home run uh, that really proved to be the difference, uh, which is great timing considering I, I mentioned Bogarts yesterday as having a low exit velocity and uh, uh, a candidate for regression. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean regression comes uh, that night. Sometimes it'll take a bit. Uh, and ultimately in this game, Eduardo Rodriguez uh, outdueled Hyun Jin Ru uh, in a battle of lefties. Uh, New York Mets lose 3-1 at Chicago Cubs. Uh, second baseman Eric Sogard uh, is the leader offensively for the Cubs. Two for three with a walk, scored two runs. Uh, Mets uh, starter Taiwan Walker 
walk seven struck out or sorry walk six struck out seven in three and two-thirds innings Taiwan Walker embracing uh, the three true outcomes of baseball uh, while Cubs starter Jake Arrieta went five innings gave three hits three walks one earned run struck out four uh, he's been entirely respectable uh, so far as a 2.86 ERA uh, for the Cubs so uh, that's good news for the Cubs if Arietta is uh, anything like that uh, over the long haul uh, Tampa Bay rolls into Kansas City and doubles up the Royals 14-7 and Austin Meadows, Randy Arozarena, Joey Wendell each had three hits for the Rays. Manuel Margot and Yoshi Tsutsugo each drove in uh, three runs. And basically, everyone in the Rays lineup had a productive night with multiple runs, hits, or RBIs. Uh, Tampa Bay starting pitcher Rich Hill, uh, he didn't benefit from this. He lasted only two innings, gave up four runs. His ERA is 8.82. Uh, with Hill being a two-star pitcher this week, I had wondered if you know maybe you, you kind of give him this week to see whether or not he can right the ship. Uh, but uh, I, I'm losing faith in, in a hurry in Rich Hill. Uh, for Kansas City, first baseman Carlos Santana was two for four, home run, three RBIs. His OPS is up to 840 this season. Uh, and then uh, Royal starter Brad Keller uh, continues to, to get hit hard. He went one and two-thirds innings, gave up five earned runs. His ERA on the season is 12. Uh, and so, uh, as I've mentioned many times, Keller was a prime candidate to regress after last season. He had a 2.47 ERA and a 1.02 whip uh, with a low strikeout rate. So you could look at that and expect that things would not be uh, as good this year for Brad Keller. Uh, we didn't necessarily mean that he would have a 12 ERA. Uh, Houston loses 6-2 at Colorado. Uh, Michael Brantley for the Astros uh, reached base all four times. Three for three uh, plus a walk. His OPS up to 957. Uh, Colorado first baseman C.J. Crone uh, led the way. He was two for five, had a double home run, five RBIs. Uh, and Rockies starting pitcher John Gray went six and two-thirds, uh, gave up three hits, four walks, one earned run, struck out six. Uh, Gray has been impressive early, has a 2.42 ERA. Uh, Texas lost 6-2 at the Angels. Uh, Mike Trout, young up-and-coming outfielder there in the Angels system, uh, was three for four, home run, two RBIs, or sorry, two runs scored. Uh, he has a 1277 OPS. Uh, starting on the mound for the Angels was Shohei Otani. Uh, he lasted four innings, gave up just one hit and no runs. He also walked six uh, and struck out seven. Uh, Otani uh, going to the Taiwan Walker School of three true outcome baseball. Uh, Milwaukee uh, goes into San Diego and wins six nothing. Uh, Omar Narvaez, the catcher, three for four, two RBIs. Or Narvaez rocking a 996 OPS right now. If you and he's still available in a bunch of spots. So if you you need a catcher who can give you at least a little something, uh, Omar Narvaez is doing it right now. Uh, and of course, the the real story is that Brewers starting pitcher Corbin Burns went six innings, four hits, no walks, no runs, uh, struck out ten. Right now, through four starts, Burns has a 0.37 ERA. He struck out 40 and walked none. Uh, I believe I read that that has not happened in a four-start stretch for anybody uh, in Major League history, that you've racked up 40 strikeouts with zero walks. Just, it doesn't happen. Uh, so, you know, that nice that Milwaukee just happens to have uh, a, a Cy Young contender rolling through here that they, they developed uh, last season. Uh, then uh, we have Arizona uh, leading Cincinnati 5-4. It was in the top of the eighth. Uh, we'll resume uh, today. Uh, Cincinnati third baseman Kyle Farmer was two for three with a home run, three RBIs. Uh, don't know that we need to race out to get him. He's got a 720 OPS on the season, uh, but uh, that game will continue uh, on Wednesday. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have a bunch of great flavors and the coconut brownie chunk that won uh, Built Bar Madness, their bracket contest for the most popular Built Bar. It's available for a limited time. Uh, and so Built Bar is saying, you want it, come get it. Uh, but if you don't want uh, coconut brownie chunk and 
I don't know, it's the most popular bar. Maybe you should. Uh, but if you don't, um, you know, I like peanut butter brownie and salted caramel. The caramel brownie is uh, another A-plus bar, uh, but they have a bunch of great flavors, and they're all covered in 100% chocolate. And uh, they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, uh, and, you know, a great snack. Uh, when uh, I was going to an outdoor boot camp, uh, you know, de- desperate for exercise, uh, and uh, I leaned right into it, though, with Bilt Bar as part of my post-workout routine. Uh, so it helped me uh, drop a few LBs, uh, and I would suggest go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your next order. You use promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off at BiltBar.com. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. All right, so in yesterday's pod, we looked at uh, hitters who had a high batting average on balls in play and looked at their exit velocity to see who maybe is getting a a bit of a raw deal early in the season. Well, now let's look at the other end. hitters with low batting average on balls in play uh, and see whether or not uh, we should expect better things. Uh, and so right now at, at the low point, uh, we've got Minnesota Twins first baseman Miguel Sano hitting 111, has a 130 batting average on balls in play, also has an 86.6 mile per hour average exit velocity. That's not good. Uh, now, I, I don't expect that Miguel Sano is going to hit one, 111 uh, all season, but this doesn't uh, imply that uh, poor Miguel Sano has been hitting the ball so hard. Uh, he just he hasn't been hitting well right now. Uh, Atlanta second baseman, Ozzie Albies, hitting 140, has a 148 batting average on balls in play. Now, his exit velocity is uh, on average is 90 miles an hour, which isn't bad, uh, and so you probably should expect a little bit of improvement. Well, I mean, you should expect improvement from Albies because he's not going to hit 140, uh, but he probably deserves a little bit better. Uh, with that exit velocity. Uh, Astros left fielder Kyle Tucker hitting 180 has a 146 batting average on balls in play. He has an average exit velocity of 90 miles per hour. Also probably expect uh, better things from Kyle Tucker. Uh, Mets second baseman Jeff McNeil hitting 162 with a 152 batting average on balls in play. Uh, 87.8 miles per hour uh, average exit velocity is not great. Uh, And now McNeil is a guy who traditionally uh, hits for a high average. So him starting out of the gate this this poorly, is you know it has an immediate impact because you're expecting him to boost your average as opposed to drag it down uh, but i think uh you you would still expect better things to come but you would also expect that jeff mcneil uh, can maybe hit the ball a little bit better than he has so far uh, seattle utility man dylan moore and this is crushing me because i've got more in in a few spots uh, has a 115 batting average and a 161 batting average on balls in play uh, you know, you hang, hold your hope out there for his uh, 2020 potential, uh, but you, you know, you actually have to hit the ball to do it. Now, his average exit velocity, 87.5 miles per hour, is not great. Uh, so uh, maybe more is his struggles are, are deserved uh, at this point in the season. Uh, Cardinal shortstop Paul DeYoung, uh, hitting 175 with a 167 batting average on balls in play. His exit velocity, 87 miles per hour. Again, not great. Uh, and now DeYoung, I mean, typically what we see from him is early in the season, he jumps out to a, uh, a higher batting average and it sort of fades over the course of the year. Uh, but right now he's, uh, he's at the other end of the spectrum. Uh, Oakland shortstop Elvis Andrus uh, hitting 136, 167 batting average on balls in play. Uh, and his exit velocity is 87.6 miles per hour. And now uh, that's all these guys who are hitting in the 87, 88 mile an hour range. That, that's, you know, below average. And, and so 
yes, we don't expect Elvis Andrews to hit 136 over an entire season, uh, but uh, it's not as though he's getting uh, a real uh, unlucky streak. Uh, I mean, there is some luck involved here, but it's also a matter of he's not hitting the ball well enough. Uh, Toronto second baseman, Marcus Semien, hitting 174 with a 178 batting average on balls in play. Now, his exit velocity is 90.9 miles per hour. This is a case where you might think Semien could, could uh, you know, deserve a, a little bit of a break. Uh, now, not that 90.9 is, you know, league leading or anything, uh, but it's uh, better than average. And, uh, you know, Semien should, should be looking at some better results. Uh, San Diego outfielder Tommy Pham hitting 143, 178 batting average on balls in play. Exit velocity of 91.5 miles per hour. So I would expect better things uh, for Tommy Pham as well. Uh, Milwaukee first baseman Keston Hura. Uh, hitting 179, uh, which is an improvement uh, off the way he started the season, uh, and uh, 118 batting average on balls in play, which is just awful. Uh, his exit velocity is 90 miles an hour, which isn't terrible. Uh, so Hura is probably uh, starting to move in the right direction uh, ever so slowly. Uh, now, uh, a couple of bigger names here at the, the bottom end. Uh, Mets shortstop Francisco Lindor, uh, hitting 179, has a 171 batting average on balls in play. Now, Obviously, you expect Lindor to hit better than that. His average exit velocity of 87.7 miles per hour, not terribly encouraging. Uh, and, and, you know, by no means do I expect that Francisco Lindor is going to continue to hit under 200 all year. Uh, but uh, you, you would like to see uh, him making better contact uh, if you're going to bank on, on that batting average climbing up, you know, say another 100 points. Uh, and then Cleveland third baseman Jose Ramirez hitting 217 with a 184 batting average on balls in play. But Ramirez has a 91.3 mile per hour uh, average exit velocity, which, uh, you know, among the players down here at the bottom, it's Pham and, and Jose Ramirez are the ones who uh, seem to be hitting the ball hard and just not getting results. Uh, and so th- those might be the, the two that I'd be most interested in. And in the case of Ramirez, obviously everyone would, would have him. He's a first-round pick in fantasy. Uh, but maybe you find somebody who's... Uh, uh, who's frustrated by the early results from Jose Ramirez and, and might be willing to deal him uh, at this point. And, and because he's hitting the ball, uh, making decent contact uh, with a low batting average on balls in play, uh, you, might, you might be able to catch him uh, before he breaks out. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now that football and college basketball are over, NBA and NHL are in full swing, and so too is Major League Baseball. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team are making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Now, each episode, I pull up one player that is rostered in less than 10% of uh, Yahoo leagues, and maybe you need to go grab them uh, right off the waiver wire, or at least keep them on your radar, uh, ready to pounce uh, when the time is right. In this case, I would say you probably should hustle out to the waiver wire now for Cleveland outfielder Jordan Luplo. He's a 27-year-old right-handed hitter uh, who did hit 15 home runs in 261 plate appearances in 2019, so this isn't coming uh, completely out of nowhere, uh, but he does have five home runs, 11 RBIs. Uh, 
hitting 267 in a dozen games this season. Now, there's been competition for uh, spots in the Cleveland outfield. Eddie Rosario and Josh Naylor, Ahmed Rosario even getting some time out there, uh, Ben Gamble. Uh, but Luplo has easily been the most productive hitter of that bunch, uh, so he should be able to count on some pretty consistent playing time, and he's rostered in just 4% of Yahoo leagues. Now, let's go uh, through some injury updates. We already touched on uh, Juan Soto off the top, uh, but Baltimore right fielder Anthony Santander suffered an ankle injury. Uh, not a break, but it does appear to be sprained. Uh, could have him headed for the injured list. Uh, that might be uh, kind of the opening that Austin Hayes needs to uh, land back in the Baltimore lineup. Uh, Cincinnati third baseman Mike Mustakas is on the 10-day injured list with a, a non-COVID illness. Uh, Minnesota first baseman Miguel Sano, uh, the soft-hitting Miguel Sano, uh, day-to-day with hamstring tightness. Uh, considering the, the Twins' logjam at catcher, uh, this does at least allow uh, more playing time for uh, the combination of Williams Estadio, Mitch Garver, Ryan Jeffers, and at least two of them uh, can get in between catcher and first base. Uh, Minnesota right fielder Max Kepler has tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, Brent Rooker is getting a look in right field for Minnesota right now. He's one for 17, so, you know, you can <laughs> slow your roll on trying to go grab Brent Rooker. Uh, Philadelphia second baseman Gene Segura has a quad injury. Uh, Brad Miller shift over, shifted over to uh, second base uh, when Segura had to leave Tuesday's game. Uh, Giants first baseman Brandon Belt, he left Tuesday's game with quad tightness. Uh, Wilmer Flores and Tommy LaStella are both available to cover first base if Belt needs to miss any time. Uh, Cubs second baseman David Bote was held out of the lineup Tuesday as a COVID precaution. Uh, maybe that will take another day or two uh, as they run tests to make sure that he is still negative. Uh, and Florida catcher Jorge Alfaro left Tuesday's game against Baltimore with hamstring tightness. Uh, that opens the door for Chad Wallach to get into the lineup. Uh, so now uh, let's take a look uh, at some matchups for Tuesday uh, on betonline.ag. Uh, couple that I like, Minnesota with Kenta Maida on the mound, minus 102, so very slight underdogs at Oakland and Frankie Montes. And as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, uh, I'm not sold on Frankie Montes. Uh, his, his results since coming back from his PED suspension have not been good. Uh, and so I'm, uh, I'm happy to find value going against him in the, in the meantime. Uh, Tampa Bay's Michael Waka, uh, a pick em, minus 105 uh, at Kansas City and Jake Junis. Uh, Waka had a, a terrific start his last time out against the Yankees. No guarantees that it, he can continue it, uh, but uh, a shot at the Kansas City lineup isn't, isn't the worst thing. Uh, Washington, and then a couple of teams that are a little more heavily favored. I, uh, I kind of question uh, whether, whether to pay the premiums here, but uh, at least interesting in Washington's Max Scherzer, minus 160 against St. Louis and Carlos Martinez. Uh, I don't trust Martinez at all right now. Uh, and for Miami, Trevor Rogers, minus 154 against Baltimore and Bruce Zimmerman. Rogers has uh, really been a nice find here for uh, the Marlins and uh, at the very least for, for fantasy managers because the man has established that he can miss bats. Uh, and then uh, at least a noteworthy start today is that San Diego sending Denilson Lamette Minus 197 against Milwaukee and Adrian Hauser. This is Lamette's first start of the season. He, he's had an elbow issue that uh, the, the Padres have been very careful with, and they, they weren't going to rush him into the rotation. Uh, but, you know, he was one of the best pitchers in the National League last season. So uh, it, it could be a real uh, difference maker for the Padres if, if Lamette is ready to go. Uh, now, thanks to betonline.ag for those odds. Let's grab a few DFS value plays uh, for Wednesday. Uh, and so on DraftKings, Minnesota, uh, Kenta Maida is $7,400 at Oakland. Uh, you know, Maida uh, against Frankie Montas. I just think that Maida is the, the better of the two pitchers, maybe by a lot. Uh, Tampa Bay, uh, starter Michael Waka as a uh, pick, pick the raise in, in the matchup. May as well go for Waka at $7,200 uh, against Kansas City. If you want to go the other way, Jake Junis is like $6,300 on, on DraftKings. Uh, 
both of them, Waka and Junis, there's risk involved, but uh, have been okay early in the season. Uh, Colorado first baseman C.J. Crone coming off his uh, big game uh, Tuesday night is $3,800 against Houston's Jose Urquidy. Uh, Pittsburgh first baseman Colin Moran, $3,800 against Detroit Spencer Turnbull. Uh, Moran hitting 298 with a 964 OPS uh, so far this season. Boston second baseman Christian Arroyo, just $3,000 against Toronto's Trent Thornton. Um, Arroyo hitting 357 with a 910 OPS. Uh, Atlanta second base and third base. Ahir Adrianza is only $2,100 against the Yankees and Corey Kluber. One, Kluber struggling. Uh, and Adrianza, in kind of limited playing time, is hitting 320 with a 1041 OPS. And he's hitting leadoff for the Braves uh, with uh, Acuna Jr. out. And so uh, if, if Acuna Jr. remains out uh, and Adrianza is going to hit leadoff, that's uh, almost a must-add uh, at $2,100. Uh, for St. Louis, uh, center fielder Dylan Carlson is $3,000 going against Scherzer in the Nationals. Uh, Carlson uh, does have a 925 OPS uh, early in this season. Uh, Tampa Bay center fielder Manuel Margot is $2,900 uh, at Kansas City and Jake Junis. Now, Margot's only hitting 245, 751 OPS, but uh, has some power and some speed. couple of steals, couple home runs, 11 RBIs. Um, there's a chance that he gives you a decent return on that minimal investment. Uh, and so that will do it for today. Check out uh, Locked on Fantasy Hockey as we head down the, the stretch run in hockey season and find these podcasts, subscribe, drop in a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked on Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. There's no crying in baseball!